frequency of heaven I wanna be Hello, this is Pastor Caleb Plum. <laughs> Welcome to the Frequency of Heaven podcast. You can probably tell I'm outside. I'm down here in the church park. I have a, a plane going over. I just hit record. Had a had a big jet going over. Sounds really close, but um, we're having a good day, and um, the Lord is with us. And I think I have a word I, I believe will bless you and encourage you anytime we can get God's word in our spirit. That word will build faith, you know. It's like eating superfoods. It's good for your body. The word is so good for the soul. Let's jump in and let's pray and see what God wants to do today on the frequency of heaven. Father, we're here. We know that you... Uh, love us. We know that you told us to pray for your kingdom to come, your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. So right now we're asking for a move of the Spirit in our lives. We're praying that you would open our heart to be those who worship and bring uh, worship to you. Give us that garment of praise, especially if there's any heaviness. And we pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and fire on every ear that listens. God, just open our eyes to, to see your word feed us. Feed us with your word, Lord. We pray the blood of Jesus over all those folks down at Christ and Youth Conference, the kids and the adults. We pray for Tim and Steve and Heidi. We ask you to bless them and keep them. Make your face shine on them. Be gracious to them. And I pray they'd have peace today and an awesome day. Give us your words. Give us your insight. Give us your Father's heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 37 has been a staple for me for a long time. Now, a lot of us, the moment we think of Psalm 37, we know David's talking, we think of verse 4. In fact, one time I looked up the most Googled verses in the Bible, and Psalm 37.4 was in the top 10, top 20 most Googled verses. Very popular verse. Take delight in the Lord, and He'll give you the desires of your heart. But the, one, the verse the Lord most often leads me to, I'll be doing this, doing that, and you know, out of the blue, I will see Psalm 37, 8. And this happened yesterday. And so yesterday when this happened and I read this verse about don't fret, it only leads to evil, you know, I thought I'm going to go and I'm, I'm going to read and check out some of the rest of this passage. And I discovered something so cool. This is all I want to say. Sometimes you read a verse and God's, God's leading you on a verse and, and there's something. It's maybe it's a staple and you've had it many times and God's telling you to do something. And here, he, he's commanding us, don't fret, don't worry, don't, don't you know. And I, str I struggle with that. My mom used to say, Caleb, you're a worry wart. <laughs> As you warn me about getting an ulcer, you know, I'm sitting there fretting, thinking about rabbit trailing in my mind. And actually, it's very interesting because the very first verse of this chapter says, do not fret because those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. So, you know, between chapter or verse one and verse eight, you know, it says that twice, don't fret. But I thought this was so cool because I've never done this until yesterday, just with the Lord in the afternoon. And I said, you know, I want, to, I want to really look more in depth at the verses between the fretting. <laughs> and you know, I discovered something, and the chapter is actually quite long. But I, I realized, you know, if I could do most of this stuff in verses 2 through 7, I probably wouldn't fret. <laughs> in fact, it's like the father was saying, Caleb, 
yeah, I'm telling you not to do something, but I'm showing you how. If you put your heart and mind on doing, and he gives us, I don't know, there's five or six positive commands. Now, that's a negative command when he says, do not do something. Do not fret. Okay, okay, we shouldn't do that. But what should we do? You know, sometimes a parent might tell a kid, quit doing that. But sometimes it's really good parenting to not just to say stop doing that, but give, give your child something else to do, to replace that, to focus, give them something good to do. And so I, I started going yesterday and I ended up trying to memorize verse three, but I was really getting blasted and encouraged and I really walked away saying, man, if I start to fret, I just need to hang out in verses 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6 for a while and, and do them and, and feed my spirit on the Word, do these things, and I bet it'll be helpful to obey verse 1 and verse 8. So let's look at it. Verse 2 says, he, so verse 2, he gives a reason why we shouldn't fret about those who are evil. So the first time in verse 1 when he says don't fret, it's in particular with evil people. So he says, verse 2, for like the grass they will soon wither, like green plants they will die away. Now if you will take time to read this whole chapter, that theme comes up a lot. And I was in a season um, not too long ago where I was fretting about something, and it, it literally was because of a wicked person. Um, they were affecting someone I love and care about very much and being a bad influence, and I was just, oh man, I was fretting. And the Lord led me here. And I read this whole chapter, I read it several times, and, and look at verse 10. A little while, and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they'll not be found. And several times throughout here, he basically says, one of the ways that you can quit fretting about wickedness is it is temporary. God's eternal. And you know what? I kept praying and I kept praying and in about six months, actually in a moment, there's something took place and God removed this wicked person from the person that I loved. And, and, and no one got hurt, and, and, but it was, oh, it was such an answer to prayer. And I kept coming back, I was like, yes, it was temporary. It was a short-lived thing. God, you know, one of the things about evil, wicked people, they will self-sabotage. Sin, uh, you know, whether it's getting arrested or, or something happened with those who don't know the Lord, don't walk in the, with the Lord, you know, they, they will carry on, move on, go on, and things happen, and, and God will remove them some, from the situation. We've got to be faithful. We've got to be firm. But right here in verse 2, he's telling us one of the ways that we can um, overcome fretting is to remember how temporary and how weak and frail the wicked are and how strong and eternal God is. Verse 3. Now, this is the one I really spent a lot of time with yesterday. Now, there's four uh, things here. Trust in the Lord. Now, that, that obviously we know if we're going to quit fretting and worrying, we got to do that. That's step one. But look at the progression. What if we could trust in the Lord? And as we're trusting, don't just trust in your heart and mind. Actually begin to do good. Well, maybe the next time I'm fretting, that's what I need to shift my focus to. Lord, I want to trust you. Is there something good I need to be doing and focusing on. Who knows, for all I know, maybe the enemy is tempting me to fret and to be paralyzed with fear and fretting 
because there's something that if I, if I didn't have that fear, I would be doing a really good thing for the Lord. What if the fretting was sent of the enemy to sabotage me, to slow me down, to paralyze me with fear so that I'm not... The, Goliath came to the Valley of Elah and he, he taunted the armies of Israel, 1 Samuel 17, and they were paralyzed with fear until the young shepherd boy David showed up. They weren't doing anything. Fretting demobilizes God's people sometimes. And so is there something good? We got to trust God, step one. Maybe there's something good we need to start doing. And this is what God was just dealing with me yesterday. It was so awesome. Dwell in the land. There's, and I love the word dwell because it's not visit. It's dwell. Set up tent. Set up camp. You know, get some roots settled in. Be here with God. God has a good land. He wanted to take the children of Israel into the land of promise. He wants to bring us into the scriptures of promise. Many times when I'm fretting, there's a Bible verse, probably every time, there's an exact promise. Sometimes you've just got to Google promises of God when you're fretting. Google promises of God. Find two or three promises that help you with whatever you're fretting about and hold on to the promises. Like the old hymn says, standing on the promises of God my King. Da -da 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 -da. I can't remember all the words, but stand on those promises. Stand. On those, one time in, uh, in Iowa, I stood up to preach and um, I got up there and I didn't have my Bible and I, I couldn't find my Bible anywhere. Gage and Melanie and Shelby are sitting, kids are on the front row. I'm like, I'm looking around. And so someone else is about to hand me their Bible so I can start preaching. And Gage is like, oh, dad, here it is. He was sitting on it. <laughs> and I made the joke, well, I've heard of standing on the promises. This morning, Gage was sitting on the promises. <laughs> promises. Don't sit on them. Stand on them in Jesus' mighty name. Find some promises and that will let you and I dwell in the land. And I love it because when you start to dwell in the land, so we trust. We start to do the good thing. And now we start to dwell. We, we're holding on to those promises of scripture and enjoy safe pasture. Oh man, I was, I was holding on to this verse yesterday. I was really in this verse yesterday. Wow. Enjoy safe pasture. God wants me to enjoy safe pasture. God wants me to be in a place. Now, David was hunted. David was threatened. David had all kinds of bad things happen in his life and people out again, you know, Saul threw spears at him and everything. Enjoying safe pasture for him. Now, sometimes we want the coveting is where we get in trouble. See, we could dwell in God's land with God's word, but there's something out there and it's shiny and it, it, it's the, the American dream and it's more money and it's more this, it's more that. It's not really the land God called us to dwell in. And we think, you know, if I do that, and I do that, I can have this. Guess what? You may move into that land. You may get some of those things, but are you going to enjoy safe? pasture. Now, sometimes God comes in your life and he says, go for it. And he brings a blessing and he opens a door and you run with it. And it's awesome. But sometimes there's coveting, there's greed, there's, there's something not right in our desire, in our heart. You know, David himself looked out there, saw Bathsheba. And uh, that was a land God didn't want him to go to. <laughs> and he, he took that and he took her and, and had her husband killed in battle. It was, and then that, the baby from that adultery died. That wasn't enjoying safe pasture. 
So not every door that opens or, or every desire that we have is where God wants us to go. And, and, and so what are we reaching for? Safe pasture is in His presence when we're trusting Him. We're doing good. We're dwelling in the land and we're enjoying His pasture. Now, th then as I was going through verse 1, 2, and 3, then I got to verse 4 in its context. You know, many people take this verse and he says, Delight in the Lord, He'll give you the desires of your heart. Okay, but in context of don't fret, don't fret, verse 1, verse 8, and now we've already said these three things, these four things, trust, do good, dwell, enjoy safe pasture. As we keep building on it, you know, once you enjoy that safe pasture, take, the NIV says it this way, take delight in the Lord. The Lord is commanding us to take delight in Him. Does that seem okay? Does that seem normal? I mean, you just, you fall in love with what you fall in love with. You don't have any control over that. You know, here he's, he, he's telling you to make the Lord your delight. How do we do that? I want to tell you, this is something that we, we all do this, but um, sometimes we, we forget that we, can, we have control over what we take delight in. I, I did this uh, the other day. I just sat and I started to think about Stony Point Christian Church and I started to remember and think about all the blessings that you guys have brought to my family. I started to take delight in you. I started to remember the goodness and to be thankful. And I went through, you know, how many of you have brought food and jelly and meat <laughs> to our house? You've blessed us financially. You've blessed us with your prayers. You've blessed us with your encouragement, your email. And I began to take delight in what God has done in the Plum's home, in the Plum's life through you. We can choose to take delight in the Lord. Remember the Old Testament passage. Remember the Gospels. Remember what the Holy Spirit did last week. Remember the blessings that you have and how He brought you through. Take delight in Him. There's a verse, I think I've read it before. But it's in, oh, I always forgive if it's 2 Peter or 2 Timothy. Let me see if I can find this real quick. I'm going to guess 2 Peter. I'm probably wrong. It's probably 2 um, Timothy. Second, let's see here. Is it 2 Peter 3, 5? Okay, I got lucky. Yeah, there it is. This sounds crazy that you could forget God. But listen to this verse. This is talking about wicked people in the end times and they're scoffers and they love evil desires. Look at 2 Peter 3, 5. But they deliberately forgot that long ago, by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. I was talking to Joey Bleem the other day about that verse. He's like, that's crazy. Like, you have to work at something to deliberately forget it. But you can. Obviously, you can. The Bible says you can. Well, if you can deliberately forget stuff, you can deliberately take delight in it. Take delight in the Lord. It, what's the payoff? He'll give you the desires of your heart, beloved. I mean, that's pretty good. That's a good day. That's good news. Hallelujah. Start taking delight in the Lord. There's a reward for that commandment. Love this one. Verse 5. Commit your way to the Lord. 
again, it says, trust in him. Now, I, I may have brought this verse up before in a podcast, but someone told me a long time ago that word commit is like a banking term. Like you put money into uh, an account that's gaining interest. If you put it in there, you expect a return on your investment. Commit your way to the Lord. Expect your way to the Lord is going to do something. You're going to reap because you've sown your life into things of God. Trust in Him and He will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. God loves us. God loves you. But He also loves His reputation. He wants people to know Him. Now imagine you were the only doctor in all the universe that had a cure for cancer. And you loved people. And you really, really, really wanted to help people. Now there's fakes out there and there's people saying they have some elixir that takes away the worst diseases, but you actually have discovered the cure. You've got that cure. You can take away something that, that brings a lot of sadness and hardship to many people. Would it be selfish for you to advertise? Would it be selfish for you to promote what you have. No, your motive would be pure. Your motive would be, I want to give this thing away to help as many people. When God wants to promote his name, it's not selfishness. It's not egomaniac. God is the only one that can save our souls. God's the only one who can help us to dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. He's the only one. He desires for his name to be known in the earth. And there's a chapter, I think it's Ezekiel 37. I don't know, I can find this quick. And, and God is basically saying, Israel, I'm going to bring you back from the land of captivity. And I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to do good things. But not because of you. I'm going to do it for my namesake. <laughs> it's one of those kind of, well, it'd be a really humbling passage. It's a humbling word. But God, God is saying, I'm going to do this for my namesake, not really because, you know, you've earned it, but I want people to know that I am God. Yeah, there it is. It's in verse, uh, in chapter 36 of Ezekiel, you can read that. And, and so God's promising he's going to bless these people so people will know God is good and want to come to him. Well, if we have a Heavenly Father who loves us, wants to bless us, first reason, because he loves us. Second reason, he wants other people to see the blessing and come to the only place to find salvation. Guess what, people? He has two motives, the double-headed spear. Like, he has two motives of blessing, of doing good in our lives, of, of taking us forward, of setting us free. Your reward will shine like the dawn because God has an agenda. He wants to bless you. I mean, I, I feel the Holy Ghost right now almost more than any time I've done a podcast. I don't know why. Maybe it's the park. Maybe it's this word. But somebody's going to get set free. Hallelujah. God desires to make His face shine on you because it will draw the nations and people will come. Oh, man. I'm getting, I'm getting fired up now. I didn't, I didn't see this. Look at Isaiah 60. Oh, buddy. This is a good one came just mine right now. Arise, verse 1, shine your lightest clump. The glory of the Lord rises upon you, Christian. Whew. God's glory is on you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the people, but the Lord rises upon you, 
put your name in there and the glory appears over you. Watch why. Why does God want to bless? Why does he want to bring glory and light and goodness in his presence? Nations will come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your dawn. Now you can go and you can read all of that, but God loves you and he has an agenda to bring the nations. He wants to bless you. He wants to, okay, go back to verse three. Trust him. Do good, and when you start doing good, dwell in that goodness. Stay there, set up camp, hold on to the promises in the Word, enjoy safe pasture. Make God your delight. <laughs> Verse 7, be still before the Lord. Wait patiently for Him. Don't fret. When people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes, and then the verse God brings up to me so much, refrain from anger and turn from wrath, do not fret, it only leads to evil. Well, guess what? If you just pick up the Bible and you just read Psalm 37:8, and you're all upset, you're bent out of shape, worrying about something, and you only read verse eight, you might feel defeated. Well, God's commanding me to do something that I don't know that I can do. Okay, okay. But go grab a hold of verses two, three, four, five, six, seven, and start doing what he has said to do. Start building up your spirit, man. Start getting the word in you. Start having some faith. Start believing what God said. And guess what? That fretting is going to go in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, beloved. Sometimes I go from teaching to preaching. I'm sorry if I got too fired up. But I, I pray that you would know God loves you. Man, there was really some heat on that this morning. That, that God wants to bless you, make his face shine on you. That's Numbers chapter 6. So let's pray and get you on your week. God's got good things in store for you. Keep your eyes open. Some of you may need to hang out in the Isaiah 60 that he wants to bring his glory on you and bring the nations to you. Father, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the power of your spirit. Holy Spirit, you're the in encourager. You're the comforter. You're the helper. And I know you're helping us right now. Would you remove all sin and wickedness from within us, from around us? And let us just be pure, holy people because of the blood of Jesus. If there's one soul listening that's not saved, would you save them? If there's one soul listening that's not free, would you set them free? By the name that's above every name, we declare Jesus. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess at the mighty mighty name of Jesus. <laughs> we love you, Lord. Bless these people to have an awesome week. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you, beloved. On the frequency of heaven, I want to be on the frequency of Christ. I want